0: You're listening to Once, episode 292, Awake Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Erin. And we just watched this episode awake. Now, before Erin gets to speak, I want to share something here. I think, by the way, happy Easter, but I think (laughs) this was an amazing episode. I absolutely loved this episode. It was so good. If, 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 if. You cut out the rest of the series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? So you don't like it?
0: No, I loved it. If you cut out the rest of the series. <laughs> it's a, Okay. So what do you think of the episode?
1: I really liked this episode. It reminded me of the good old days when I constantly liked the episodes. And it had all of the good features. Some chuckles. Some sad moments. And... Um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it.
0: My reason for saying I loved it. Well, there's so much good stuff in this episode. And I love that they actually referenced episode one when Rumple told Snow and Charming about the prophecy and the final battle would begin. I love that they referenced that, that they even said something like, we thought the final battle would be your breaking the curse. And that's what we thought back then, too, until later on. And I started harping on the final battle thing. Uh, there was that, there was some really good writing in this, some uh, some great things happening, some almost tearjerker moments, a lot of really good stuff in this episode. Why I say I absolutely loved it, if you cut out the rest of the series, is because even with the rest of the series, I do really like this episode. This was written by um, Ching Bliss and Wan, uh, by the way. But what I don't like about this episode is that it felt... In plot and in mechanics and with the magical MacGuffins and all of that stuff, it felt very disconnected from the rest of the series. Like this whole thing that Snow and Charming woke up during the curse. I mean, that's pretty. That's cute. That's great writing. Sure. Yes. That's all. It's all beautiful. So I'm not saying this was a horrible episode at all. Please don't hear me saying that. I'm saying that it doesn't fit with the rest of the series. And so that waking up in the curse kind of ruins it for me what i thought was going on and i mentioned this in our chat room while we were chatting live during the show i thought they were doing a lost thing and that is in the final season of lost there were flash sidewayses, where it wasn't what we thought it was it wasn't other things it was like a sideways flash not a flash forward to the future not a flash back to the past it was a flash to like an alternate universe. And I thought that's maybe the direction they were going. And I thought, oh, what an interesting direction to go. When this could be the series finale coming up, doing a kind of alternate universe kind of thing, kind of like Star Trek Enterprise did, and like Lost did, and some other TV series have done some sort of exploring alternate universe things, or what could have been if people didn't make the choices that they made, or maybe there's some choice they make in the end of the season that resets things in the past, and you get to see that people got their happy endings after all, and the Dark Curse didn't happen. That's what I thought was going on. That's not what happened. It was this retcon. It's it's total retcon, uh, retroactive continuity, putting that waking up in the middle of the dark curse. Aside from that massive retcon to me and a couple other little Magical MacGuffin things here and there, I think that this was a fantastic episode.
1: The retcon bothered me at first. Um, I was wondering if they were doing some type of a uh, what did you call it? Flash Sideways? Yeah. Similar to Lost. Um, and then I, they have done this before when it comes to those 28 years that they were cursed, that they try to kind of bring something in. They did it with When Regina Got Henry, which was a story that we needed to see. Um, and so I did think, you know, oh, they're just going to have a sleeping potion or a sleeping potion. <laughs> that was the other part of the curse in this episode. They're just gonna have a memory potion, much like Regina has been seen taking the memory potion during this time of the curse as well. And that then that will make it all better. The problem with that is that they remember it now. So Mary Margaret remembers the flower. Um, and that was kind of the thing that was problematic to me because if they took the memory potion then, the curse shouldn't really have broken that. And they shouldn't now remember this retcon that they've added in. So that was the the biggest problem for me with it was that the current day characters remember it.
0: And as they were mentioning in the chat, I forget who said it, but Why wasn't this flower growing in other places too, like the underworld, in Neverland, in the dark realm, in all of these other places where there's the presence of massive evil? Where was the flower then?
1: And even now, because they have made it clear in this episode that the final battle is not just contained within Storybrooke.
0: Yes. I like that. It's, It's something even bigger than Storybrooke, even bigger than Emma versus... The black fairy it's something that will affect all the realms like the dark curse did exactly i'm loving this final battle thing this is actually shaping up to be what i've wanted it to be all of these years i'm excited where's my microphone i want to drop it again
1: <laughs> it was really awesome how they referenced the pilot so many times uh, or i felt it was a lot of times but they they referenced the conversation between the charmings and rumpelstiltskin even when Rumpel heard emma's name emma what a lovely name that's exactly how he reacted in the pilot when he met emma
0: yeah so maybe if you say that it's only this episode and the pilot episode then it's absolutely wonderful amazing (laughs) writing and all of this stuff and ignore the rest of the series but nonetheless great episode so please i am not saying i hate this episode i love this episode just doesn't fit very well with everything else By the way, these are our initial reactions. That's why we're all over the place. And we'd love for your feedback in our upcoming full discussion, which is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And it was great to have many people with us and have them with us right now live uh, earlier while we watch the show and also now while we're recording our initial reactions when we do this on Sunday evenings during the Eastern and Central Time showing. So you can join us then as well at oncepodcast.com slash live something that manic said in the chat room and this was the other direction i thought this episode was going is that maybe all of this was happening inside of charming's or snow's dreams or shared dreams in some way the flashbacks that is but that's not how it happened
1: i had that thought too i wondered if they were going to backpedal and show us that they had somehow taken this action to get them out of the curse and that this was kind of the dream walk that they had to do and I was still expecting to see the Burning Red Room. I'm sorry, Jeremy, but <laughs> <laughs> there were moments when they definitely could have put that into this episode. I'm glad they didn't. I feel like this episode had enough timelines and realms going on within itself, possibly the most we've ever seen in an episode. So no. there's Neverland, Current, Current Storybrooke, Past Storybrooke, plus Past, e- e- Emma World, <laughs> real, real Life. So I, I think we got only times. three
0: different ones in this episode past Storybrook, which kind of crossed with emma a little bit i know that during season two and during some of the other seasons we have explored multiple realms and that's what made season two a little harder to follow because we had present day Storybrook, we had present day enchanted forest and we had past enchanted forest many times uh, but it would be a very small portion of that third thing. Sometimes it was just a single scene at the end of the entire episode, which went primarily back and forth between two realms. So, yeah, they've done they've done two or three realms rather before. I, I liked seeing more of Neverland and getting to see the uh, squid ink tapped from that maple tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what that seemed to be. But that hook cut his shadow off. I think that might be what legitimizes his going to Neverland. Maybe Neverland is the only place where, A, Neverland is the only place with magic like that being the magic sap from that tree. And B, maybe Neverland is the only place where a shadow can be cut from yourself. But I kind of think that B is not true since we've seen pan's shadow rip, the blue fairy shadow from her back in storybook so the shadow separated from a person thing apparently can happen anywhere but it makes sense that neverland is where that magic can be found
1: i honestly didn't realize at first that that's what hook had done and when he gave the i was calling it a stake the wand to the to the shadow i was like are they trusting the shadow Thinking it was Pan's shadow. And then I realized what, what had actually happened. So at least he knew the wand was actually safe. I really enjoyed meeting Tiger Lily. And I really liked the throwbacks to the original animated Disney film of Peter Pan when they referenced Skull Rock. And as soon as Hook met Tiger Lily in the current day, I remember in the movie, he had a proclivity to capture her to use her as bait to get to pan so i wondered if they're they were actually friends in this
0: Ah. world i wondered what that was skull rock that we know from once upon a time was previously where that giant hourglass was and that was um, pan's magic dying from that hourglass but i couldn't think of what else it might have been thank you for remembering the disney version and that would make sense yeah. that they would reference something from that.
1: Tiger Lily almost drowned in the scene in the Disney movie because Pan went to save her, but got distracted with kind of bantering with Hook and um, the, the tide was coming in. And so she she almost drowned. And uh, eventually, obviously, Pan saved her because in in the Disney movie, he was he was on the same side as as Tiger Lily and her people.
0: And Tiger Lily used to be a fairy that was closely associated with the Black Fairy, but didn't do anything to stop the Black Fairy. I thought that connection uh, was interesting, a bit far-fetched, but nonetheless interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they could have left it at I used to be a fairy and that would have been totally fine. (laughs) Black Fairy seems to be very, very secure in what she is doing. She does not seem to have any doubt in what is about to happen. I'm Really enjoying her her one-liners or her banter. It is reminding me a lot of the Jabberwocky from the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland series. Less creepy, but that confidence that she has in everything she's doing. Um,
0: Little pig. Little pig.
1: Let me come in.
0: Yes, I have you still I have. Mean,
1: it's, <laughs> it's that same energy.
0: Yeah. That was the Jabberwocky from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, in case you didn't recognize it. I think the both the Black Fairy and Rumpel could have done a mic drop at the end of this episode, more so <laughs> Rumpel's side, and the chat room was saying that too, that this final battle thing may not be between the Charmings versus the Rumples and the Black Fairy, <laughs> but it could be between multiple people. It's kind of like a world war Bunch of people fighting each other, not one group fighting the other group. Very interesting twist to this, and I again, I like where this is going with the final battle. It's it's turning out to be the epicness that I was hoping it would be.
1: I am wondering if Rumple is. I, I mean, I guess he's always the wild card. You never know what side he's playing until he reveals his cards, but. She's, she said very clearly, when the darkness comes, you'll change your mind about being on her side. And But now we know that, or well, I guess we've always known this, but now we know that he knows that she has Gideon's heart. And so that's, you know, kind of swinging him in the other direction. So, I mean, if it weren't for them building up the the Savior being so involved, the final battle could be between the two of them.
0: Yeah. And speaking of having people's hearts, you know who has our hearts? It's our wonderful heroes for this episode of the podcast. They don't control us, but they do have our hearts. They have our love and they have our gratitude for their wonderful generosity. So for this episode, I'd like to thank our heroes, Lisa Slack, Lisa R, and a new hero, Kathy Gribble, and our 26 heroes on Patreon. Thank you so much for your kind and generous support of the podcast. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you very much for supporting the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and you feel like this adds some value to your life, maybe it helps you get through the day, maybe it helps you get through the show once upon a time, maybe it's something that you can look forward to on the days when we publish. It's one of your highlights of your week, or we simply make you laugh. If you feel we add any value to your life, would you consider supporting the podcast? Whatever you feel it's worth to you. And it's okay if you're in a financial position where you can't support the podcast. But would you consider doing it? It could be as little as a dollar per month. In fact, Kathy is supporting us at a dollar per month. So you're not going to hear her name in future episodes unless she increases that. But we wanted to give her her shout out for her first knighting here of becoming a hero as we do with our other heroes regardless of the amount if it's only a dollar like kathy's able to give that's wonderful thank you very much for the generosity for the support and if you'd like to become one of those heroes and get your shout out either when you first become a hero or for every month every episode depending on your level of heroship then go to oncepodcast.com slash hero and check out your options over there to support the podcast whatever it's worth to you that's at oncepodcast.com slash hero and thank you for your support and in preparation for this final battle the savior shakes are back
1: (laughs) oh the savior shakes well at least she's not hiding them anymore
0: yeah and she's got her family around Everyone is being honest with each other and everything and hook proposed. That was beautiful to see the savior shakes thing makes me wonder the scene (laughs) in the battle that you saw on the day that you saw, you will die. That could still happen. If the savior shakes are coming back, it's a hint to me that it could still happen, which would be a little odd, but it could be that the battle is between maybe the Black Fairy and Emma, although I would expect the Black Fairy to stay in her thing that has all of those sequins or reflective things, her little magical Black Fairy dress that she's wearing right now. I'd (laughs) imagine she would stay in something like that for the final battle. But it could also be that she's controlling Gideon, whom we know dresses like that and causes this final battle to happen again.
1: This is the thing that, I mean, and this didn't bug me about the episode because this is, they've been doing this for the entire series, this whole idea of fate. And they, it was such a beautiful moment between snow and charming when they realized that they would be changing Emma's fate air quote as the savior. If they went and got her when she was 10 year old little girl and it reminded me of the you know heart wrenching scene in the pilot where they realize they have to put her through the wardrobe alone, and that she's going to grow up without them, and but that that's what's best for their kingdom. So they're always you know in the top of my books for their sacrifices that they make for the betterment of everybody. However, that flower appeared for a reason in Storybrooke. Is that not also fate? So was it not fate for them to then? break the curse for themselves in that moment. And Mm. I just don't really like that they keep throwing around this, you know, you're ruining her fate. If it doesn't happen, it's not her fate because they've changed it or something has changed it. They didn't take any action to make that flower grow there. It Mm. was just there. So that frustrates me a bit because they were right in saying that she'll have a new destiny with them if they went and got her and i know the show wouldn't exist if if that had happened but it's just always an interesting discourse when they when they bring fate and destiny into it because you know maybe she's destined to die and maybe they're going to change that or maybe they're not hmm.
0: but at least everyone is there together thanks to the pretty ingenious idea of sharing the sleeping curse which is a beautiful thing to see Everyone in the town, you know, basically saying, I'm willing to sacrifice myself and put myself forever under this curse for the chance that this could work and wake up our heroes. Beautiful, again, doesn't really fit with the rest of the series, but nonetheless, if you ignore <laughs> the rest of the series, absolutely gorgeous how they, they worked that through in the story and that that's how David and Snow are awoken. I liked it.
1: I liked it too. It reminded me of last season when they all had to collectively uh, put their wishes in the well. Yeah. It's the
0: the Care Bear stare, the Guardians of the Galaxy moment, the uh, Wonder Twins unite, whatever you want to call it. It's the power of the people uniting themselves together in love, which is beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. And it's especially beautiful that they did it for Snow and Charming, who at the same time in this episode we're seeing... All the sacrifices that they have constantly made for those people. And, you know, Regina did a great little little speech about that. They put everybody else first. And so it was nice that it was specifically that collective was made for them so that they could break their curse together.
0: And seeing a lot of our core characters, like the, many of the dwarves or most of the dwarves, seeing Granny and seeing Archie and Pongo, and even seeing a little bit of during the time of the Dark Curse, when I thought that they were going to give us a flash sideways, that was further confirming in my mind at that time that this is the final season. But knowing now that it wasn't a flash sideways, still seeing a lot of our core original characters again is still leading me in the direction of final season in a way that uh, it's making me believe that they've written this season to be the final season, but they probably have something in their back pockets that if they get renewed, they would have some additional story they could tell uh, if if that were to happen. But I feel like we're going to get a good ending to this series, and if nothing else, a good ending in this season. And I, I like that. Like Jeremy and I have said, I think we've all said, however they end this, we want them to end it well, and I think they're going to do that.
1: I almost feel like they're setting us up to to think certain things, but because they know that we analyze the show so much, we being the audience, not just this podcast, but this show has a very intellectual analytical audience um and I think that they're maybe playing us a bit in the sense of they're leading us to believe that this is the finale when really it's not or they're leading us to believe that certain characters may not be around but they will or vice versa and um, it's hard to know whether we're calling their bluff or they're calling ours in a sense (laughs) because they know who their audience is and they're probably trying to make it a surprise for us.
0: I think regardless of What they do, it will be a nice surprise. I I do have good hopes for the end of this season. Whether it's the end of the series, I don't know. But I do have good hopes. And one thing that I know we'll be doing is we will be having a season slash maybe series finale party in the greater Cincinnati area. I have the venue reserved and people are starting to send us their responses to say, I will be there. So if you want to be there, uh, I will eventually very soon, set up a page where you can actually register. But in the meantime, email feedback at com to let me know if you're coming to the finale party and put in the subject line finale party so I can very easily see those and know who has already said that they're coming. I'll soon have a page up on the website at com, probably slash finale that will explain uh, and give directions to and give the schedule and let you know what all we'll be doing around that event But it will be a lot of fun. I hope you can make it especially if this is going to be the series finale It would be great if you could come and be with us You could be part of the initial reactions podcast or you could simply watch us record it if you want But just to meet you face to face hang out with you would be a lot of fun And we could share in some sleeping potion magic, maybe, and just, you know, have that great bonding moment with each other. It'd be great (laughs) to see you there. That will be in the greater Cincinnati area on Mother's Day. I know, special holiday, but that is uh, when the finale looks like it will be a two-part finale episode. Some really cool stuff coming up. And speaking of coming up, we want you to be part of our upcoming full discussion, which we air and record on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern at oncepodcastcom slash live. So please send us your feedback, your theories on the stuff that we've seen in this episode. You can email it to us, call it in on our voicemail, send us a voice message through the website. All of that information is on the website at oncepodcastcom slash 292, as well as how you can share this episode out with your friends. In the meantime, please connect with us on Twitter at One's Podcast, And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis.
1: I'm Aaron on Twitter at Erin J. Cruz.
0: We hope you'll join us again for our upcoming full discussion as we dig deeper into this episode awake. But until then, when you join me, it will be because you want to. And thanks for listening. One's Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be one of those wonderful, generous, amazing, attractive heroes too, then please go to onespodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.